Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle humps. Hey everyone, this is Dan. Welcome to Rockin' All Week with you. A Happy Days Podcast, Season 7, Episode 9. In this episode, we are discussing Joni's Dilemma and Hot Stuff. We are in January 1980. And let's see, um, I believe Fred Fox Jr. wrote Hot Stuff. And April Kelly wrote Joni's Dilemma. And we're going to start off with Joni's Dilemma. And and yes, you might hear a little like jazz, public domain jazz playing in the background. It's um, I'm recording this on uh, um, October 29th, 2023 in the morning. It's a Sunday morning. Uh, it's it's going to get up to the mid 70s here in LA, but it gets down into the um, uh, it gets down in the 50s, and it's going to get colder and colder. And obviously, uh, we're a week away from daylight savings, so so things are going to get nice and. Nice and nice and chilly here, as chilly as they get in in Los Angeles, and in down here in downtown Los Angeles. No, we're not in downtown; we're in the valley. Um, but it's kind of a windy day out there right now. It feels like it's chilly out, but yeah, it's actually like seventy-two or seventy-three. So it's gonna go up a few more degrees. But I've got a Halloween. Um, you can go on YouTube, and they have what is it? Like it's relaxing Halloween jazz music with spooky night ambience at coffee shop. I think I watched this exact same image with like wind noises and ghosts. There's a ghost in the background there. Jazz cafe ambience. I guess they all um, get their images from the same place. And it's it's just a, it's just a live thing where you get this image. And um, it's it's lovely and it's a fun. It looks like something on the, maybe the Gilmore Girls or something. And uh, it's it's a lovely image and occasionally the ghost appears and there's autumn leaves and it's an outside sitting area like at a restaurant at uh, the cafe and um, there's a there's a fireplace it's really lovely and little jazz is playing so that's what you're gonna hear throughout here and uh, in case you're wondering Dan I can hear music playing in the background and wind the wind is because I've got the windows opening I'm letting wind blow through we've had we had we had a bit of bit of some warm days and so I had the um, windows closed in the house and. Uh, so let, letting it air out nicely. So, but I'm gonna have to close them again soon because it's gonna warm up. I don't know what I'm talking about here, folks. I'm just talking. You know, this is my dilemma: how much to talk or how much not to talk. Do do I dive right in? I've had people say, you know, Dan, you talk too much at the start of an episode. Dive right in, and then when I do that, people say, Oh, Dan, don't you talk to us anymore? So this one, you get some talk. Next time, maybe there'll be no talk. Uh, but this is Joni's Dilemma and Hot Stuff. Start with Joni's Dilemma, January fifteenth, nineteen eighty. Joni's boyfriend. Jason, who will look very familiar to those of you who um, enjoy your American ninjas, who enjoy your avenging forces, who enjoy your cobras. Yes, it is Mr. Michael Dudikoff, who was in who was in the episode where Joni was smoking earlier in this season, and I think he played the same character. If he didn't play the same character, he's dressed like the same character, but just, so it's Jason, he's a good guy. And it's, it's, it's great because, of course, you know him from the films, which are super, super lot of uh, of fun. I just rewatched one and two like a week or two ago. They're great fun. Him and Steve James kicking butt. But you see him in that, and you see him in Cobra, and he's tough, you know, and he's a tough guy, and he's um, he was always sort of like second tier, maybe somebody even say third tier action film, but I, I'd say second tier action film behind um the the main ones um but he was always great he was always very sincere and he's always fun and he always had a voice that was a little too high hey Joni, how you doing what's going on which um sometimes he would uh 
my name is Scandal. Welcome to Cobra. But then sometimes in like, um, is it River of Death? He's, oh my god, I'm riding the River of Death. I'm a helicopter pilot, and I'm going with Donald Pleasance to ride the River of Death. And he's great. I love him, though. I love him, though. Um, but yeah, he's Joni's uh, boyfriend, This and he gives her his ring. And that means they're going to Inspiration Point, which luckily is still open. You remember from a couple episodes ago, we thought they were going to close it. And they're going to a point, and um, it's funny, they describe Inspiration Point. They have all these different areas in Inspiration Point. Like Joni originally, she's a senior in high school, so she went to boot camp where they're sort of in training. And then they go to um, uh, Little Bighorn. I guess um, there's a pause, and Mrs. C says, No survivors. Uh, and then they go to the Alamo, uh, which you, you know, remember the Alamo, or don't remember the Alamo. So Joni's a little worried that now she's got the ring, her and Jason have to go to the Alamo, and she's not 100% sure what's happening. And they say that back in the 50s, I should be talking about this after the musical break, but after the fi- in the 50s, and this is very much i mean i think right now we're in like spring of 1962 to be honest and i'll tell you why um uh soon um but uh, actually will that even make any sense with upcoming because we've got two seasons without well no because Joni love chouch has beatlemania in it which would put it in like 64 so that and that would kind of make uh, does that make sense though because that means Joni's... Uh, we're, we're, we're not we're not at that point. We're not at that point yet. Um, I'm just making guesses here. But, yeah, and, and Joni is worried. Like, what do you do? And they, they say, like, in the in the 50s, you know, you gave you gave a girl a ring and you got a kiss. This is the 60s now. You get a girl a ring, you go to the Alamo, and it's all a little vague about what exactly they're doing. To be honest, and I don't mean to be graphic, but I can't imagine there's a ton of, like, humping in the backseat of cars, right? I mean... You know, I was a, I was, you know, I was of, I was a senior, um, uh, in high school in 1990-91, and if we wanted to go to the Alamo, we wouldn't go to a crowded place. We'd find parking lots where nobody else went to, and there were plenty of them in Rochester, New York, on the edge of Lake Ontario. I can, I can send you a map if you're a young person. I'm kidding, of course. But, yeah, so let me, let me play you a little bit of music here. And uh, I'll be on the other side to talk more about Joni's Dilemma. Apparently, I have a lot to say. Here we go. Because in this this one here, we actually have we have the episode Hot Stuff, which we're going to talk about next, which is a very important episode, but it's sort of very important um, for a geographic site in the series, and he's sort of learning the characters go through, and it is very important for one other reason: what causes the fire, and I don't mean the actual actual physical cause but what causes Chachi to screw up and well we haven't got to that episode yet but let me just say that both of these episodes are very important episodes hot stuff because of what it does to Arnold's and uh, this one because we learned that Joni is a senior in high school which puts her what let's say 
17. And as she gets older, she looks... Not not that she really ever looked like Richie, but when they were younger, you might have been convinced that they were brother and sister. But now, like, as Joni's growing up, she's she's very, very tan. And if this is... I mean, to me... So so, so the previous season had the Chris, had Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas episode. That was 1960. And then, like, the second half of the season, season six, went out into 1961. And here, very much to me, this is... And I think it said somewhere in there that she was a junior in high school. So now she's a senior in high school, which would put this 61, 62. And I mean, when I'm looking at it, to me, I, I don't... They're not dressed for winter. They're not dressed for autumn. They're kind of dressed for spring. So so to me, this is spring of... But they're not talking... The tricky thing, of course, is they're not talking about any sort of graduation and stuff. And they're still... But then... That that could be. That, I mean, we're, we are either in sort of early days of her senior year. Let's say, let's say September. There's no no mention of Halloween. There's no mention of any holidays. So this this is maybe September of 1961, or maybe something like March, April. Maybe even March would be too soon. Let's say April of of uh, 62. Uh, and there's there's no mention of college though. There's no mention of. Uh, that's a tricky thing with this. There's no major college. There's no major graduation. That's a tricky thing with this being a show made in L.A. where they don't always seem to take the 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 what you'd wear during certain seasons into account. Because if if jo- if this is Joni's senior year and it starts in September and say ends in June, if she's in Milwaukee, everyone should be dressing for pretty cold weather from like October through March. So this is the, and and maybe even September. So if this is the start of her senior year, and it doesn't seem like the start of her senior year because everything has been moving and going you know like um they they you know like a few episodes ago the inspiration point she was in a cheerleader outfit which you know presumes that we're already kick cooking and going i mean to me this is later in her senior year but the fact that they're they, they don't need to mention it though i mean when i was in my senior year at that point like say april of my senior april 91 um i think i I may have already chosen what college I was going to, and it was just about finishing up. And I was actually more interested in the fact that I had like a full-time girlfriend who I was spending a lot of time with, going to the Alamo and such. And um, so that was actually more important to me at that time. That so so I can see where, exactly where Joni's coming from. So I'm going to say it's it's just like so much of the year they'd be dressed warmer than they're dressed in this episode uh this episode implies late spring summer very early fall which is generally not really school time so uh, to me Joni's 17 she is this is say let's say april 1962 like again this could be like september maybe a rather warm October of 61 but I'm going to say since we're in January of 80 I'm going to put us in spring of 62 so this is spring of 62 Joni is 17 and she's a few months away from graduation she's a few months away from continuing her life um and she might be going to um uh the Alamo with Jason and there is it, this episode starts off like it's going to be about Richie's response to it the episode begins with like um uh uh, Richie and Potsy, um, they're using the espresso machine. We finally see a close-up of that machine that's been at, like there for almost the whole season, but we've never really 
made big reference to and this one which makes me which confuses me because it makes me think because i know sometimes they'll show episodes all in crazy orders on this show you know you'll see an episode at the end of the season and then you'll read online like this was the eighth episode they made in this you know or something like that so it's crazy so i'm wondering if the fact that we see the espresso machine so closely meant that this was a much earlier episode that doesn't really matter though because it airs when it airs so it airs in January of 1980, and, and um, so we see the espresso machine. We see a gal who's gone very beatnik, and we see, um, and this is the beatnik time. I mean, 62. This is this is that uh, this this 62 would definitely put us in the beatnik time because it's that it's that time. You know, at the end of 62, Beach Boys, 63 Beatles, followed by the Stones, followed by the Kinks, followed by rock and roll, sort of taking off. So we are definitely in that beatnik moment in the early 60s bucket of blood beatnik so i don't know that's then the only the rebel set has some beatniks the beatniks i said movie the beatniks doesn't really have beatniks in it does it but this is that beatnik time i mean when i think of beatniks i think of uh late beatnik like chuck charles in the last episode of season one of green acres are those beatniks that they kept running into in um beverly hillbillies but the beatniks they ran into beverly hillbillies the fun thing with them is there's that there's that episode where they like um they like start the Clampets help them start like a coffee shop in like the basement of like a one of the bank buildings, and then when um, uh, Mr. Drysdale is about to show up and examine the place and he hates beatniks, um, Jed basically goes to all the beatniks. If you've seen this episode, feel free to skip about a minute ahead. He goes to all the beatniks, and I love this because this is this is like this is what Frank Zappa used to say about hippies at the end of the sixties. He goes to all the beatniks who are these young disaffected people who are just hanging out and yeah we don't have any money man we don't have any bread we're not about capitalism man and that's ralph comes in pretends to be a beatnik and does not woo he's like me with goth girls in high school i could do what i could you know i could prove that i listen to more or less the same music as them i watch the same movies as them you know that kind of thing um but but i couldn't because i didn't dress like them i couldn't um i couldn't convince them but yeah he doesn't convince the beatnik girls anyway in in that episode basically jed goes to all the beatniks and says uh mr drysdale's gonna stop by here say in three hours uh, if he sees a beatnik coffee shop he's gonna close you down and throw you out so what i'd like you to do is i'd like you to make this into a regular coffee sh- coffee shop with a lot of nice clean shaven people and, and they're like no man we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that man that's not us and jed basically pulls out a big wad of cash and then it cuts to them a few hours later and they're all clean cut and they all are are just the regular like teens college kids you know and they and you just see exactly like like with a lot of the hippies they were just it was just a passing phase you know and when we sort of look back at the at the at the beatniks at the hippies you know at, at all that uh, maybe some of the biker gangs weren't but like the hippies and such those were just those were like high school and college kids who just you know zoned out for a couple of years. i mean nowadays right when um you know here like they take the gap year you know, someone will take a gap year, high school and college will end, and it'll take a year off. Usually, to me, that means that that's that's a rich kid. There was no way in hell. I mean, I finished college, and two weeks later, I was working two jobs, like sixty hours a week, to try to prepare to move out to L.A. So, so a gap year is is the same thing to me, like the hippies. You know, it's like kids who have something to fall back on, going out and just. Uh, doing whatever they want and and that's sort of the way the beatniks are and it's great that that jed is basically able to offer them a bunch of money and they can just drop all the pretension to having any sort of beatnik values or anything and they can just become regular uh, members of society which i always liked and um and so when you see the gal who's the beatnik here you know that you know 
in in a year from now she'll be a well a year from now say early 63 she'll be she'll be um trying to move out to LA and go to the beach you know she'll be if if there's a if there's a the, the nearest great lake you know she'll be trying to surf off of it you know and hanging out with the surfing guys or whatever the the equivalent was in in Milwaukee so uh, so that that's fun in the, the uh uh, and that, that obviously, when you're saying Dan, why you talk so much about that? That's part of the episode. The, the beatniks mean that we are, yeah, definitely in the early. I mean, that's late '50s, early '60s. But I think the um, the point when you started to see them in sitcoms and stuff was around this time '62, '63, '64, that kind of thing. And um, I mean, you even see them what like the 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 um, the, uh, uh, the first beach party movie or two, right? Has um, is it, is it Big Daddy? I forget what it is, but it has the place. Is it like is it Maury Amsterdam? I forget who who was it. Who was no? It wasn't. Um, I forget. It was like that beatnik bar, you know. So you had like in the early beach parties, you had the beach kids, you had the bikers, and then you had the like beatnik bar. I've got my pendulum and I feel like swinging, and this this is where we're entering a sort of. A, a, a different. If we are in '62, we're entering a very different sort of era of teen stuff now. A very fun era of teen stuff. But anyways, I'll get back to the episode. Um, this might be one where I talk a bunch, folks, because like I said, these are kind of two important episodes. Because this is the episode where we really see that Joni has grown up, and they make reference to that several times. In the end, there's a great moment where Joni has spoiler given Jason back the ring. It turns out Jason's good with it too he doesn't whatever it was they're supposed to do at the Alamo he wasn't ready to do it Joni wasn't ready to do it he 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 says to her can we go to a movie on Saturday she says great and leaves um and did I get to why uh Joni as Joni gets older she looks less and less like she could be Richie's sister and in this episode Aaron Moran is very tan which is very odd for someone living in Milwaukee over winter you would think it would be the opposite, especially when you see, you know, the rest of the family who are not very tan. Um, so Joni's going, did they have tanning booths back then? Where is Joni going to get that amazing tan? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, so the episode ends and there's a great moment where uh, we learn, yeah, that Jason is gone. And the Fonz, who was a little worried about what might happen, and Richie, who was worried about what might happen, kind of, they hug Joni and they're all standing there and going, we raised you right. And, you know, every, the crowd laughs, but it's kind of like, you know, we've been there for Joni since she's been, what, she, if she's 17 now, she was 11 or so when the show started. And she was like, just a little, little wisecracking kid, but now she is a young woman about to finish high school, go to college. She's 17, she's 18, she's about to be an adult. So that's cool, and and this is, I mean, it's been it's come up before that she's growing up and she's almost an adult, but this is the first one we really deal with it. We deal with it through the forgive me the um, the the um, the sort of the open door of possible naughty adventures, if you know what I mean, a naughty in a good way. So. So it's great to see. So Joni's pretty much all grown up here. Oddly enough, no Chachi at all in this episode, or at least this episode, at least in the episode I watched. Remember, we are in the wilderness years, folks. The episodes we're watching are syndicated episodes, so they have moments cut out. I mean, like the one I watched was like a 22-minute uh, time slot, which means, you know, what, what at least like three minutes or so cut out of it. It does move very quickly. I'm not saying it moves like Brooklyn Nine-Nine quickly, but it moves very quickly. And... 
uh, yeah, it's it's great to see Joni's all grown up and her her and her and uh, Mrs. C, you know, enjoy some. I forget what Mrs. C is making. Cocova is that something? But she's making something that involves a wine sauce, and she gets sauced as she's doing it. And she, her and Joni have a heart to heart, mother daughter talk as Mrs. C is getting drunk, and that's really funny. And that, that's actually a really nice bit too because it starts off a little a little heavy, you know, where Joni kind of really seems interested, like what's going to happen to me at the Alamo, and Richie is just oh my god, and you think it's going to be one of the episodes where Richie kind of takes over and he's a jerk the whole time but Richie isn't really he's kind of not there most of the time and um and it's it is funny to see him like grab Michael Dudikoff and push him against the wall because Michael Dudikoff is very thin here and he looks like maybe Ron Howard could beat him up and then all you think is like five years later he would have ninja'd Howard's butt to the ground so the episode begins like it's going to be maybe Richie trying to stop Joni and then Joni has a chat with like three or four of her friends and like Bunny and Bunny and I think they're all named Bunny. Her, her friend from a few episodes ago, the one played by the gal from um, uh, uh, Don't Go to the Park, unfortunately, is not there, but it was like Bunny, Polly, I think there's a Gladys, there might be a Vanessa, I could be making some of these up. But these are her friends, and her friends, to be honest, her friends all seem a li- like they could be like more like 15. 14, 15, then, then like 17, almost 18 kind of thing. They're all talking about, like, you should go to Inspiration Point. You shouldn't go to Inspiration Point. Leaving Joni a bit, we, her, her mind's a bit reeling. And then she talks to her mom, and her mom's mind is reeling because she's a bit sauced. And uh, she, and in the end, it's great because Joni, in the end, after getting all these different opinions of what she should do, what she should, shouldn't do, she makes up her own mind. And luckily, Jason is, is of the same um, thought process on that so so it's nice it's nice to see because it starts off with Joni acting like the Joni of the past few years oh hunks yeah let's go to inspiration point and do whatever I have to do at Alamo I hope I remember it but then throughout the episode sort of being like okay well do I want to do this some say I should some say I shouldn't deep breath no I'm not going to and that's the loveliness of the episode is that um, there's a bunch of great comedy with Mrs. C. There's some fun stuff with um, Mr. C uh, possibly getting the Lodge um, Father of the Year award. And it's all it's all it's a it's a fun, fast moving episode that's got some laughs in it, especially like I said with Mrs. C. And in the end, the great thing about it is that Joni makes the decision on her own in the end, and she says she gives him the ring back. And says, uh, so we're not, you know, we're not going to Inspiration Point. He says, well, can we go to a movie on Saturday? And she says, yes. And then he leaves. And I like that. I like that. Joni is now, Joni has now gone from being the little scamp, wisecracking scamp, to growing up, to being a boy crazy teen, to now being, I I don't know if I'd call her quite yet an adult, but I think from this point on, we look at her with sort of wiser eyes, with we look at her as a more mature character than we did and um, that's what makes this episode a great one um, and luckily a lot of the shtick around it is very funny I mean when Mrs. C pours that cup of wine into the wine sauce you know that something's going to happen and later on when she's dancing around with everyone when the two prim proper ladies show up from the lodge you know Mr. C's going to oh, how shocking it reminds me if I accuse my parents how shocking she's drunk well, I thought, well, you know what, ladies, you know, it's it looks like it's it's dark out there, so it's, it looks like it's um I don't know what it's meant to be. If he's coming back on a Saturday night, it's not implied that it's tomorrow night, and it's not implied that it's a it's a, it's a week away. I mean, I'm not I'm trying to figure out what night this is because if she is in school, then it, this isn't a weekend. 
because I don't... I mean, I guess it could be a Sunday, but that doesn't make any sense that they go to the Alamo on a Sunday night if they had school on, on a Monday. This just seems... And it doesn't make sense that it's Friday night because he wouldn't be saying, how about Saturday night? He'd say, how about tomorrow night? So, I mean, to me, this is at some point... Maybe it's a, it's a spring break or something like that. I don't know. It could be from the way they're dressed. I, I, I don't know. Um, but just, just trying to figure out when this is. Because, yeah, it's not a Sunday night, so it must be... It's not a Friday night, so it must be a Monday through Thursday. But if it's Monday through Thursday, do they really let Joni go? I mean, I guess they could let Joni go out on a school night. She is She is a young woman now. And it could still be early. I mean, it could still be only like seven o'clock or something she's going to be back in a couple hours yeah i guess i guess it's a weekday night when this happens and i like you know, the ladies come over and it's like five six in the evening and mrs c is a little tipsy so what you know she's an american housewife of the 60s you know she's having a little she's having a little drink it's not like it's noon when she comes over and i will say the um the uh the father of the year thing you know it's a you know b plots are really starting to become a thing now and um and while the um the the father of the year thing is fun to see it is um i think it is a bit intrusive on the main plot i I think honestly i would have preferred more time spent with Joni making her decisions and talking to people about it then we don't like i said we don't spend a lot of time on the father of the year thing just enough time to get these two annoying ladies one of whom apparently is the wife of the grand poobah but isn't isn't mr c the grand poobah didn't he become the grand poobah a couple episodes ago i think that like the burlesque didn't he become the? Isn't he the Grand Poobah? What's going on? That makes me think that statement that he's not the Grand Poobah, along with the espresso thing, makes me think that this episode was supposed to air much earlier in the season. But it airs when it airs. So there seems to be a continuity error, or Mr. C has lost the Grand Poobah thing already. Um, and o- overall, I think it's it's an excellent uh, episode of the show. It's it's a it's a beauty of an episode. And um, I mean, it starts off. It starts off like some of the best Happy Days episodes. Like Guess Who's Coming at Christmas. For the first five minutes or so, you're kind of iffy on it. But then when it settles in, it's good stuff. And it's grown up Joni, and Richie doesn't really get in the way. She makes the decision on her own. And the episode ends, and you got a smile on your face, and you're enjoying it. And they give Mr. Mr. C doesn't get the Father of the Year, but Joni and and um, Richie kind of do a cardboard cutout of a loving cup and give it to him. And the episode ends, and it's. It's a good episode. It's a it's a good episode in the middle of uh, an uneven season, but a season definitely that has its charms. Uh, next up, yeah, like I said, Fred Fox Jr. is going to give us some hot stuff, and um, yeah, if, it, it, if if you haven't already figured it out, in hot stuff, Joni finally accepts a date. What would Jason think? Proposal from Chachi at Arnold's, and Arnold and Chachi is supposed to be closing down Arnold's, and um, Chachi accidentally. Um, makes a little bit of an error and burns Arnold's down to the ground. big one for two reasons one is it's a pretty good episode overall it's a pretty good episode but it's it's uh, important for two reasons one is the destruction of arnold's uh 
which will be revamped to make it feel more 60s and two is is something else that happens that causes the destruction of Arnold's which actually is more important sort of in the history of the show especially considering the fact for example that like you know Al will leave at the end of season 9 and I think Arnold comes back right and is occasionally seen throughout 10 and 11 but um uh, the the sort of the what Arnold's is kind of shifts for the last few seasons, especially when, well, we, we learn. Well, bear with me. So so the main thing that happens in Hot Stuff is Arnold burns down. Chachi is put in charge of the place. He accidentally throws a um, tosses like a rag onto a grill that's still hot or it's still I forget if it's still on or it's still hot, starting a fire and burning the place down. Unfortunately Fonz, Ralph and Potsy are still in the bathroom and they get trapped in the bathroom and Richie has to help them out of there and they all they all smoke inhalation and, and, and things don't go great and, and Chachi gets yelled at a lot and um, there's trouble with the insurance and in the end the we learn that the Fonz has saved up money from over the years lots of money he he lives up top over the over the cunningham's house probably very inexpensively he runs that garage which he's been at for six years seven years now and he uh, i think i think he said, it said before that when he goes on a date with gals they pay so and and the cunningham seemed to feed him so he's just saved up a lot of money and he's going to go into partnership with uh al and the first thing they're going to do is remodel arnold's and um that will be uh that will be forthcoming uh but it is it is kind of disconcerting to see you know the 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 arnolds that we've known for ages kind of like with a fire in it and lots of smoke and then just to see that main set just absolutely gutted by fire that is that is um it is, it is funny because it, it feels like we're going into a brand new era and they did they did make it very clear in the preview episode that we are definitely in the 60s now and the 60s are different from the 50s so to have this happen seems like a natural sort of offshoot of that to sort of to sort of make the statement that we have left behind like and, and we're in the 80s too right i mean so, so so the show started in the mid 70s was began in the mid 50s and now we're in the 80s and the show's in the early 60s so we're very or or like i like i said previously i think it's we're in early 1962 but we could be in late 61 i'm saying early 62 so I forgot to mention this uh, from the previous episode that we do hear the Lion Sleeps Tonight, which was a chart-topping hit for the Tokens in 1961. So I am a little vague on exactly when in 1961 the 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 um, Lion Sleeps Tonight hit hit the top of the charts. I think later in 1961. So that would make sense that this is early 1962, right? And so yeah, we're definitely we've gone from 1970s to 1980s. We've gone from the 1950s to the 1960s. And so Arnold's Diner, which was a very specific mark of the 50s, is now burnt down and is going to be resurrected to look, I guess, like the 60s. I guess we'll talk about that in the next episode. Um, so so that's the main thing that happens here. And it's handled really well. There's an, there's an excitement to it. The, the show always generally handled sort of exciting stuff fairly well. Sometimes it would be a bit sloppy, but... It's nice to see something really kind of big happen here. And, you know, the place is burning down and Chachi's left and the guys are trapped in the bathroom and Richie gets them out of there and it looks, um, looks like the Fonz passes out from smoke inhalation and, and Ralph and Potsy kind of drop out of there. It's, it's just, it just kind of all goes crazy. And it's, um, it's not fun to watch, but it's entertaining. And you obviously don't think that, you know, the Fonz and Ralph and Potsy are going to die 
in the although although it's funny if it, if this were done today then you would have heard that Don Most was going to be leaving the show at the end of the season so you might think to yourself oh my God Ralph is going to die in the fire uh, but he doesn't die in the fire no one dies in the fire they get a little smoke inhalation it's a little rough but it's fine but the place is gutted the place doesn't burn down because they're standing on the inside of it but the interior is gutted and the fire is put out it's just it's just an absolute wreck. And yeah, Arnold and, and um or Al and, and the Fonz are now gonna become partners, rebuild it and you know, and, and now the Fonz will be um running the the garage, uh which is implied that he, he almost kind of owns it, I guess, but he, he kind of he, he manages that garage and now he's going to have co ownership in a very popular uh restaurant slash diner that all the kids go to so but who knows how the 60s go on maybe the kids won't go to diners anymore i don't know but they might i mean if it's near a high school it's near a college yeah you're probably going to still get get stuff there but yeah that's the the main thing with this episode is it's funny there's a little less to talk about in this episode than the previous one simply because once you've said the place burns down and they rebuild it like i just said there there's not a lot more to say i mean it was very specifically the producers wanted it it's it is kind of weird right though like like they were fine in the mid 70s with having a 50s diner but in the early start of the 80s they wanted a 60s diner i don't know if that was like that well the kids of the 80s now they they're not into the 50s they're into the 60s nah we were in the 80s in the early 80s i remember we were big on the we were all big on the 80s um but yeah i, I like that they feel they kind of um they need to up upgrade and what we're going to see the weird thing that we're going to see as the show goes on now is that like once they upgrade the diner to look like a 60s kind of thing we're going to see this more and more once richie leaves richie and ralph leave is that they're going to seem to care less and less about like hairstyles and some clothing styles and things and so the show goes along and we've made it a 60s diner slash restaurant um the kids are going to start to look more 80s as we go along. Like, Joni's hair is going to get more and more 80s, and, and when Jenny Piccolo shows up, and then Casey, it's all going to get more and more 80s. And some bits of it are still going to look 50s, like the Fonz, but other bits of it you're going to look at, and you're going to go, well, that's 1981 right there. That's 1982 right there, even though this is supposed to be 1962, 1963. I've said before, sometimes the their, their, their grasp on when they're supposed to be set is a little vague and you'll occasionally see a magazine or a box of cereal or something that clearly is from the time period when they're making it uh, which which could be a little joke they could be having a little fun there um, uh, but I, I I think probably after a time I get the feeling that probably they just didn't care like the prop people and stuff like that and Jerry Paris churning out episode after episode was like hey you know is that is that Wheaties box from 1960 or is that Wheaties box from 1978 who cares yeah you're right uh, who's gonna watch this over and over again and make a podcast about it what's a podcast shut up I gotta go make a police academy movie what's a police academy movie shut up so so we're sort of at the cusp of the show especially when the next season begins and then the next season begins uh we're 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 at the the, the point where entering the 60s seems to also mean that we're in the 80s which means this weird thing is that we're going to have like stuff happening in like seasons the the post richie seasons where we're definitely in the mid almost to mid 60s I know, like the Vernon Shirley, very specifically. Uh, I believe we we know what year they're in, but yeah, Happy Days obviously is much the the latest signpost we have is the Christmas episode that said it was December twenty fifth, nineteen sixty. 
Um, that's why, and and as I've as I've mapped out why we I think we're in the spring of '62. I do like the concept, and I'd like to map this if I could. Sort of, yeah. When when this point in the '60s hits and Arnold's changes, suddenly all bets are off. Suddenly, when it goes from, I think people have described it as looking going from looking like '50s diner to like '60s ski lodge, or or something like that. I can't argue with that. But I like the thought that we're now going to sort of abandon, throw all caution to the wind when it comes to two year. Just like if, if Aaron Moran wants to get a nice, you know, early 80s perm, she's going to get a nice early 80s perm, even though this is 1963 and 1964. You know, we're going to have an episode in Jordan Love Chachi that's very specifically about Beatlemania, which would set it probably in 64. But um, yeah, some of the hairstyles might not be might not be so much. You know, we're gonna have a character in Journal of Chachi who's very much meant to be a, a first half of the '60s like beacher du- beach beacher dude, surfer dude, beach guy kind of thing. Um, but there's a feeling too that he's actually sort of more from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We're having good times, folks, and we're we are going into the '80s and we are going to the '60s very boldly with this set of episodes. Uh, which I like quite a bit. And uh, now let's just go real quick. Yeah, the Fonz is very angry at Chachi because Chachi, Chachi is kind of a ne'er do well, artful dodgery kid who's trying to who's trying to get responsibility, but um, kind of keeps going to the wrong spot sometimes. Like working for the you know, G.W. Bailey there, you know, and um, and uh, in in with the nudie photographer. But that was a good job. He was doing okay at that. It's just that the Fonz wouldn't let him stay there. So. But now he's working for Arnold, and he's trying to, you know, make good. And and unfortunately, um, what well, well, what happens is this: is that after, when does he first appear? At the beginning of season five, right? Hollywood, for two and a half seasons now, he's been trying to get Joni to go out with him, and finally. At the point, Arnold Al says to him, "Can you close up?" And he says, "I got it. I'll take responsibility for it." Forgetting that the Fonz and Ralph and Potsy are still in in Fonz's office in the men's room, and Joni is leaving, and and Chachi just goofing around, asks her out, and she says, "Maybe." And then she leaves, and then he's like, "Well, I got to follow up on this." And he has the rag that he's been using to clean up, and he tosses it in the kitchen, saying, "Maybe, you know." And he, well, he rushes after, you know, he's excited now. She said, "Maybe." That's the beginning. That that point is the beginning of one of the major plot lines that will go throughout the rest of the series, and obviously throughout the spinoff, Joni loves Chachi, and then return to the series, you know. And and we'll talk about that when we get to the end of season nine, season ten, and I will recommend you to eventually super train for the already recorded Journal of Chachi Chats. I don't know if you all forgot that, but the great Amanda Reyes and I already covered in great detail every episode of Journal of Chachi over on my podcast, Eventually Super Train. But that's we're still we're still two full seasons and and change away from that. But yes, yeah, so, so so the moment she says maybe, and there's kind of a sign that. Well, you know, maybe Chachi's looking kind of good to her. I kind of wish she'd gone with Michael Dudikoff instead. But you know, Chachi's kind of looking good to her. You know, maybe she's she's she, you know she's she's now a mature young woman, almost an adult. Chachi is still in that. I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, so the Jake Peralta. I mean, it's Amy and Jake, right from from Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know, except Joni's maybe a bit more flippity-jibbity, and, and obviously he's, he's younger, but it's sort of that thing, right, where Amy is clearly the more um, mature um, person, but uh, Jake is 
a good guy and he's a good detective and so when they get together it's fun to watch them sort of developing in their relationship and you know when it starts off obviously you know there's a thing where they're kind of like that ah, we'd never go out or we might go out and that ah, we'd never go out now nah, we're going out kind of thing and with, and with this thing when you watch Joni and Chachi at first Joni is so much in the fifth sixth season like Joni is so much taller than Chachi and Chachi let's be honest throughout the fifth sixth and seasons Chachi is is, D, is DOA AOL is AOL most of the time, right? He he's not there. He's he's on Who's Watching the Kids. He's in Blansky's Beauty. Well, he's in Blansky. He's definitely Who's Watching the Kids. You know, and so he's not there for a large portion of the time because Gary Marshall's putting him on a, and Scott Bayo on other shows. And so uh, Chachi is very much just like this 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 character who's supposed to be around the same age as Joni, who's much shorter than Joni, who is constantly showing up. Uh, why don't you go out with me, uh, sweet stuff? Does he call her that? I don't know. Um, and she's saying no, and that's kind of part of the fun of it. But now he's matured, and he's shot up like a weed, as it were. And and now he is, you know, as as tall as her, if not, I forget. I didn't actually look at their, their heights, but they're, they're the same size now, and they're presumably around the same age. And um, Chachi's sort of more grown up in a way in that, you know, his, his, his dad isn't there, and he's helping his mom do things, and he's always doing odd jobs, and he's out artful dodgering it, while Joni is able to take a more sort of standard um, uh, 50s, 60s, you know, um, uh, growing up with a mom, dad, a brother, possibly another brother, going to high school, uh, thinking about going to college, that sort of thing. I mean, most people don't have sort of like a, a greaser, um, biker guy living above their garage who who dispenses wisdom and you know that kind of thing. But but that's that's the way it goes, and and so. Uh, sort of, so, so, sort of throughout the previous two seasons, you know, it was always like Joni and Chachi. I don't, I don't know. Now we look at it; it's obvious that Joni and Chachi are going to get together. But I don't think when we saw how tiny Chachi was compared to Joni, I don't think it was. I don't think it was so. But then when Chachi actually started to become the guy who everyone would go, yeah, yeah, woo! I was going to whistle real loud, but it'll it'll send the the levels through the roof. But you know. Whew, kind of thing you know look at Chachi and look at Joni oh my god and at some point it's like okay there they would be a great couple together and this is the the moment where this um begins the maybe after two seasons of get out of here shrimp no way hey go out with me Joni maybe and after the previous episode we know now that Joni isn't is sort of when she says this there's something sort of like now that she's senior in high school she's 17 going on 18 there's something sort of more mature there's something sexier about Joni now forget forget me I know she's still uh 17 18 but but there's something now where we've seen her growing up and now it's like this is mature Joni this is almost um adult Joni and so when she's saying that to Chachi I think even he can feel where it's like oh my gosh you know this isn't like when I would say to her you know when I was a foot and a half shorter than she was however much shorter and he would say that to her it was just like a you know kind of a goof but now he sees her and he's like oh my gosh this is a grown woman now this is this is a a, a mature young woman almost an adult and she said maybe to me and there's an excitement there you know and and um, that this could lead to something and of course obviously it does lead to something but and and so to me that's the really cool part about this is that Joni says maybe and it's funny I went on IMDB to look up something about this episode and someone reviewed the episode and said the same thing that I was thinking when I watched it and I wish I hadn't read that because someone is thinking the same thing I am that at the end of this episode they're going to rebuild Arnold's 
and and it was it was dangerous but everyone's safe and everyone's okay they've been in danger before everyone's safe everyone's okay the funds really yells at chachi as he should because chachi was being irresponsible but at the end of this, everything is going to get rebuilt. And in the next episode, there's going to be a brand new Arnold's. And the Fonz is going to have, for being a greaser, outlaw, kind of juvenile delinquent kind of guy, he now runs a body shop. And he's co-owner in a very popular diner that all the kids go to. So he's he, <laughs> he is becoming a very solid citizen in the neighborhood. And... Uh, but 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 really, it's fun. At the end of the day, we're gonna and, and it's a big episode because you burnt you take one of the two major sets and you gut it. That is that's like when you see a TARDIS set destroyed in Doctor Who. You know it's going to get rebuilt, but you got to say goodbye to the set. And because it's a fire, and because we really didn't know what was going to happen, hot stuff doesn't imply hot stuff. Could be Joni looking at Chachi, giving him a sly look, and saying maybe that could be the hot stuff right there. The hot stuff is the fire. However, and the, the, the rebuilding will, will come in the partnership and the Joni and Chachi relationship will build from here. And there's a, there, there's a great feeling like at the start of these two episodes that we discuss here that the show, like I've said before, the show is, was kind of in a bit of a rut. But now in these two episodes at the start of the 80s, the show has definitively said we're in a new era. We're in the 60s. Things are different now. Joni has gone from being sort of, like I said before, a flibberty gibbet kind of inner teens kind of, ooh, look at the hunks, to being like, now you you are you are a woman. And now she said maybe to Chachi, and that's going to develop into something. And I'll be damned if, if Arnold's didn't burn down, and that's going to develop into something too. So, so throughout much of the season, I've been worried that we're just kind of meandering and flailing around. And, and when we focus on Richie, it just kind of brings the show down. But these two episodes incorporate Richie into the show nicely and use the ensemble well and kind of reveal what we thought the show might have had to do for some time now in that Joni has gone from being a secondary wiseacre little kid to being one of the main characters and the main focus of the show and the show will only expand from there and you will get to see like in season 10 when they take Joni and Chachi out that there's now a huge hole in the middle of the show that the good thing the good thing in in doing this with the show and then I'll stop talking the good thing with doing this with developing Joni like this is that we are going to lose Richie soon I mean how many episodes do we have left here um another six to eight episodes left in this eight i think two yeah eight episodes left in this season i don't actually know but about eight episodes left after that richie's gone you know he'll appear two or three more times but richie's gone from the show and so that is a huge hole in the middle of the show but the way they've been developing this especially over the past two episodes is they've been making him less and less important and making Joni more important and and if Joni's going to be going out with Chachi, then he becomes more important too. And so the show is changing. I think with these two episodes, we do a really nice job of it. And of course, yeah, the next episode is going to give us, obviously, uh, uh, is called The New Arnolds. So we'll have The New Arnolds. And after that is the episode The Hucksters. And The New Arnolds is very much sort of the follow-up, the second part from this episode. The rebuilding up out of the ashes of The New Arnolds with the Fonz now being co-partner. I don't remember what's happening with Joni and Chachi in this, but we'll find out. After that is, is the episode The Hucksters, which is more sort of a standard, actually... I will say that if I remember correctly, I haven't rewatched it, but the Hucksters feels more like we're back in um, 
like the 50s again but we'll see we'll see so two very important i think two very good episodes of happy days in this i've been down on this season a bit and i was really down on the previous season but i think the show was just kind of lost it was kind of it was it was it's extremely popular but at this point in the show the ratings are dropping i don't know if i think laverne and shirley is back up against it i'll check next time to see if laverne and shirley is back up uh sharing the time slot with it instead of angie but the, the ratings have now dropped the show isn't as popular so they're trying to build it up again and you do that by making changes read it some changes and i think the show is doing a very nice job at this point and i i know i think the new arnold's is an excellent episode like i said the hucksters could be a bit iffy but we're gonna see where we go from here and uh, thank you for listening everyone i think i rambled a bit on this episode but like i said two important episodes is very easy when you have important episodes that move the show along that develop character to talk a lot it's very easy when you just have random episodes that seem to be filler as funny as they can be it's sometimes tough to talk a lot about those so um i don't know if you can still hear the halloween jazz playing but uh, this episode, I think, is going up actually after Halloween. So happy November 2023 to you, everyone. I hope you had a good Halloween. And be good to yourselves. And yeah, next time up, the new Arnolds and the Hucksters. <laughs> <laughs>